0: Welcome to Many Happy Miles, a podcast that celebrates all types of forward movement. Whether it's a snowy walk with a friend or a treadmill session with Prue and Paul of The Great British Baking Show, we are here for it and here for you. I'm Dimity McDowell, co-founder of Another Mother Runner.
1: And I'm Sarah Westner Flynn. And Dimity, I have to say, I actually don't watch The Great British Baking Show, but... The names Prue and Paul, like that just sounds so lovely to me. And I think I'm going to have to start. I'm like the last person on earth who doesn't watch the Great British Baking <laughs>
0: Show. But are those the hosts? They are the hosts. Well, there's there's like four hosts. Prue and Paul are the kind of the – they're the judges. Anyway, yeah, we're big fans around here, big fans of the show. And, and yeah. I guess of Prue and Paul too. Yeah, it's just oh, okay. a fun – very, um, therapeutic show in that it like, you know, it's not, there's nothing bad that's going to happen except for someone gets kicked off at the end and Mm -hmm. it's very formulaic and it's got the British accent and it's just really, it's a good thing to watch like after a long day when you're just I can't take another, yeah, I can't take Mm -hmm. another thing coming at me where like a plot twist or something like
1: that, you know? (laughs) Like my true crime shows that I tend to watch at night that give me nightmares, yeah, yeah, those like a yeah. much better option. All right. So, baking shows aside, Dimity, I want to talk to you because our last episode, I talked about my athletic highlights for 2024. So, we're or 2023, sorry. So, we're keeping on the theme for this episode. We're going to just march forward and talk to our coaches about their athletic highlights. But first, we need to hear about yours. So, spill it. Let's hear what is so <laughs> wonderful in 2023 for you.
0: Fill the tea. Well, it's funny because I was looking forward to, um or I, I was looking forward to talking about this, but I was looking for a picture to put up because we were looking for voicemails for people. We're during this whole episode, we're going to share voicemails of your athletic highlights, and I was I was like, well, what do I want to put up for mine? And I was, you know, I've got. To, A gazillion pictures on my laptop, uh, on the desktop. You know, I'm I'm not, that's a mess. It's not Mm -hmm. as uh, therapeutic as the Great British Baking (laughs) Show. It actually sends me into a tizzy most days. Um, And I found pictures from Mount Lemon, which I had completely forgotten that I did that last March with Grant. Um, We rode our bikes up Mount Lemon, which is in uh, Tucson, Arizona. We didn't get to the top. Um, So that was, you know, sometimes you feel like a highlight has to be. Like I have, you know, conquered it. I got my PR, I crossed the finish line. I felt jubilant and I didn't feel any of those things. But I look back at that day and I was like, I'm really glad I did that. I'm really glad I did that. And I'm actually kind of processing where I was last year at this time, which I was a couple days out from breaking my ankle (laughs) and my my toe Um, and having my dog be really sick on New Year's Eve. Like I forgot how, you know, and that was like a, a, probably a 10 day affair of, you know, in and out of the ER with him. And figuring out what was going on with him and on top and I was in a boot. Right. So like the whole thing, like, I'm like, okay, that was January of last year. So like the fact that I didn't make it to the top of Mount Lemon at the time, I was like, oh, come on. You know, I felt kind of, it just felt blah. You know, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like I had accomplished. Now I'm like, wait, Dimity, you couldn't be on your bike, you know? And it was a great day. I have good memories of it. So that's how I kind of, I'm going to classify athletic highlights from here on out. <laughs> yeah if you have good memories of it, if you look back and you're like, yeah, damn straight. I did that. And I'm really glad I did. So, so that's one. Mm -hmm. Of course the enchantments is another, and that was another very long, long day, but hiking through, um, I think it was an 18 mile hike with like 5,000 feet of elevation, very, very rocky with my friends that I always uh, hike with on big adventures. And that was definitely a highlight. And, and then if I think about, um, just thing like good decisions I've made and, and something that continues to kind of be, I wouldn't necessarily call it a highlight as in like fireworks go off every time, but joining that weight, the lion's den where I do strength training three times a week has mm-hmm. been a very good like heartbeat of community in real life, which is important. I know we're a great virtual community, but sometimes you need to see people, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just mm-hmm. be yeah. in your basement. And just, you know, every time I show up, I feel like I'm getting stronger. I feel like I'm learning something new. I feel like I'm challenged. And I mean, I would say that that, that's probably the best decision I've made.
1: In a long time, and is that a is, is that a gym? Is it classes, or do you go there and do your own thing there with like a trainer? Um, it's
0: it's classes, but it's not mm-hmm. classes in like the sense where like there's an instructor at
1: the front of the room where
0: you know, um, he or she is like telling you exactly what to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a workout every day, and it's written on a board, and you kind of follow that. And, and the whole class follows it at the same time. It's not like you do it at your own pace, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's a little bit more free form than what you would think of as a class. Um, okay. I would call it maybe a session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, but anyway, but th- I like that, like that gives me a place to be three days a week. Um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I teach many happy miles strength on Tuesday, Thursday. So I'm getting a lot more strength in mm-hmm. and, um, I, yeah, so so those three things are kind of the highlights of my year,
1: I guess. Yeah, that's great. And I, I have one more question about the enchantments. So yeah. the f- group of friends that you're with, have you guys – how did you form, first of all? And how did you all figure out that you like to hike <laughs> together? Um,
0: yeah, well, that's a good question. So it's Joe and Jess and Holly. And um, Joe is my a longtime friend of mine. I actually met her through uh, – Run like a mother of the book. Um, okay. you know, they both they all live in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is I grew up not in St. Paul, but in Minnesota. So I had ties there. And Joe and I connected over email. And when I knew that I was phasing out of running, I knew I wanted to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim. And we had talked about that. And it wasn't like, you know, we set it up, but but we kind of set it up that way, I guess. We just made a plan and then it just kind of went from there. We had such a good time. That we were like, okay, this is our thing. Let's try to do it yearly. If not, you know, make sure that it's a regular thing. So mm-hmm. that's how. And so Joe and Jess were friends, and then Holly is a friend of theirs. So it's kind of um, the the three of them and me out in Denver, <laughs> coaching so them, and then meeting up with them. Yeah. So that's great. It's, it's uh yeah, it's a good group of a good a great. I mean, obviously, uh, I adore them, and mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to have a group of women that wants to do the same thing that you want to do. You don't make doesn't make you feel like this like endurance freak you know yeah
1: yeah. well that's great and it looked beautiful it's such a stunning spot of the country and um, all your pictures look like you guys had a really great time so i'd say those highlights are lovely. And I I like lessons attached to everything. It wasn't just like, bang, I did this. I got this done. It was, Hey, I didn't get this done, but I learned from it. And in the previous episode, that's something Christy talked about too, is DNFing from her 100 mile race, but learning from it and taking away that she really, you know, stuck it out, even though she wasn't able to finish. And that kind of sounds like you had a similar experience and from where you came from, especially with the boot and the poor sick dog who's doing better now. Right. (laughs) Yes, the
0: dogs. Yeah, it's doing better, and you know he he didn't affect me for that long. But that was a rough. I mean, you know, very emotional. It was a lot. It Mm -hmm. was a lot to handle at the beginning of the year. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So good. Onwards to twenty twenty four. Exactly. Yes.
2: All right. right. Hi, this is Beth from Colorado Springs, and I love your show, longtime listener. I was calling in response to. The question from Dimity of what's your athletic achievement for 2023, and I wanted to share that this year I dedicated myself to bicycling, and I did a 500-mile bike ride across Iowa that was called Ragbri, and it was really a, quite an effort of doing seven consecutive days. The shortest day had 60 miles, and the longest day had 96 miles, so. Did a lot of training. The podcast definitely encourages me to keep my body moving every day. And yeah, I was pretty proud that I um, killed it. Um, really did the whole thing. And thanks for your support and encouragement every day. Take care.
3: Hey, I'm Hillary from Greensboro, North Carolina. My athletic highlight of 2023 was running a 10-mile race. I turned 30 in April and I wanted to do something big to celebrate this achievement. So um, I was planning on doing a marathon but I found out I was going to be pregnant. So I ran the Tar Heel 10 miler at 34 weeks pregnant and I did not walk the entire way because my mom kept me going. And to this day, this is probably my biggest athletic achievement even though I have done a marathon. Thanks, I enjoy the show.
1: So, as we mentioned, this is part two of our year-end recap in reflection with our Train Like a Mother coaches. If you missed our previous segment, make sure you download it after you listen to this episode so you can hear from coaches Amy Skowrich, Jen Giles, and Christy Scott. And to kick off part two, we are being joined by Jen Steele, who coaches our 5K programs. She's a mom of two from Carlsbad, California. And she's also a teacher and is jetting off to her classroom after this. So thank you for taking the time to be with us this morning, Jen. Thank you so much for having me. So Jen, personally, I enjoyed your honest reflections of the Chicago Marathon on your Instagram account, Misadventures of a Marathoner. So even though you didn't have your best day, you really were able to give some great perspective. So would you consider your experience in Chicago as a highlight and why?
4: It absolutely was a highlight. I had a, I feel like a big mental breakthrough in the training cycle for the marathon. Um, The marathon and I have always had a love-hate relationship. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think this is the first time that I enjoyed training for a marathon. I wasn't counting down how many long runs I had left or how many workouts I had left. And then it really showed up in the race. So at about mile nine, I realized that I had, you know, all the things leading up to the race, it wasn't going to be the day that I wanted to have. And I decided to like, have fun in the middle of a marathon, which was new for me. And I think I continued to smile the rest of the way and like really did enjoy every, every second of that race. So Mm -hmm. made it a huge win.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we talked to another coach about this too. And it was just like, you can take away what you want to take away from the race and, you know, you didn't get your PR or your goal time, but like, maybe that doesn't even matter in the end when you can like reflect like that and think, well, you know, I had a good time and I enjoyed it. Um, I think that's so important for everybody to hear. So moving on as your career as a coach. So what were some of your best moments this year?
4: I got to meet athletes in person this year, which was amazing because I do almost all of my coaching virtually And so I got to be there for my first athlete when she BQ'd. We've been working together for over two years. And so I was there in person at the race, which was a huge win. And then in Chicago, I got to meet um, like five other athletes in person. At Chicago, I also held my first event for my athletes. So I hosted a little shakeout run and that was huge wins.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's great. And did you get to meet any of your 5K program uh, women from AMR?
4: I didn't. I did get to meet some other uh the AMR ambassadors, but nobody from the 5K. Got it. All right. Maybe next year. Yes. So. <laughs> the marathon doesn't lead well for the 5K. Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) You can do a pick a 5k, I guess, not too far from you and do something for that too. Exactly.
4: Maybe a half.
1: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So whether it was personal or of one of your clients, which accomplishment from the past year really surprised you the most?
4: I have, I have an athlete who I have worked with her on and off for a number of years in like, Group coaching, one on one, all the things. And she, she surprised me the most this year. Um, She was supposed to run Twin Cities and that didn't happen. In February, she fractured her back, like just Mm -hmm. all the things that she overcame. And she's somebody who I know had struggled to finish, to like train for a half and fit Mm -hmm. that in. And so that she committed to train for the full and then she fractured her back and then the race got canceled. And then she found a backup race to do like all of these things, just the the perseverance and mm-hmm. the, the grittiness of it was so cool to watch in such like a surprising in a good way. Not that I didn't think she could do it, but like mm-hmm. a man that takes a lot of grit to like keep showing up after all these things are hitting you and like how amazing to show up for yourself in that way for this goal over and over again.
1: Right. How long was she off with her fractured back? That seems like a serious injury.
4: Yeah, it was. She was only out for like six weeks, eight weeks. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as long as we thought it was going to be, which was good. Like all everything went the way that you could have hoped it was going to be. Mm
1: -hmm. That's great. I'm sure it inspires you too, as a coach and a runner to see something like that and to work with somebody who's so, you know, determined. Absolutely. All right. So, looking ahead to 2024, what's on your goal list, both personally and professionally?
4: I am going to tackle another marathon. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, still, still working on that redemption. Um, I this is the first race that I was like, oh, I get that idea of a redemption race. Like I've never felt that before, and this time I did for sure. And then I'm kicking off the year with a my first ultra. So on the sixth, I'm running a 50k.
1: Oh, that's exciting! As in the sixth of what? January. Oh, coming up so soon. Yeah. So you're yeah, you you're starting up 2024 with a
4: bang then. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I've told myself I'm not allowed to do anything until July. I can't make any more decisions after that. <laughs> okay. Because It will have been like 10 months of intense training and I need to take a break. So
1: you're you're in the thick of it.
4: Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm in peak training right now. <laughs> oh,
1: well, good luck with that. That's very exciting. Thank you. And then do you and have yeah, I, go ahead with your um your coaching?
4: Yeah, I want to help more women find the joy on the run. Like we kind of mentioned in Chicago, having that mindset shift, which I think has been slowly simmering for a long time, seeing it really come full circle for me, like helping other women to find that happy place of chasing big goals in running, because it's such an empowering thing for you to have a goal that you're chasing. That's kind of selfish, right? Mm -hmm. And being really happy, regardless of the outcome and like marrying those two. So Mm -hmm. helping other women find that.
1: That's great. Well, you do such a great job by example. And I know that the community really gets so much benefit from your experience and what you put out there. So thank you for being part of the AMR team and hope you have a very happy holidays and good luck with that 50K.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Emily from DeWitt,
3: Michigan. My athletic win for the year of 2023 is getting back into running after having my third baby. He was born at the end of April. And then by the middle of May, I was out trying to get back into running with him and the Bob Jogger. And getting back to running after having Wallace was much easier than getting back to running after having my second daughter and middle child. So that was an athletic win for me that my body finally felt good and was
2: back at it with running. Thank you, love the podcast.
1: Next up, we have Jennifer Harrison, coach of AMR's Heart and Soul and Triathlon Programs. A mom of two, Jen is from Carpentersville, Illinois. Welcome, Jen.
5: Thanks, you guys. I'm happy to be here. We have snow. So I was in California all weekend supporting at Half Ironman and flew home and woke up to a white Christmas. So finally feels like Christmas to me.
1: Oh, my gosh. Are you guys getting a lot of snow there? No, just like no, adjusting. we just
5: probably got an inch
1: or inch and a half. Oh, nice though. All right. Well, Jen, you're a, you're no stranger to the podium. And this year, it seems like you had some pretty epic results in triathlon and swimming. And it, so it might be hard just to pick one, but what was the personal victory that stands out to you the most from 2023?
5: Oh, goodness. Here I have to talk about
6: myself. <laughs>
5: <laughs> of course, I knew we were, but I still don't. I still don't. I think that the most exciting thing to me was a race multisport nationals, which was in Irvine, Texas, earlier this year in April, and it was a really fun festival of like five or six races that a lot of us did um, for the national championships. And it was like a draft legal sprint triathlon, a swim race, a sprint triathlon, mixed team relays, like they do in the Olympics, where you you get people in your same age group and you compete obviously for the national title. And it was really fun for me because it was the first time I had ever done multi-sport festival over the course of four or five years or sorry, four or five days. And then, you know, getting the people to be on the team was like, it was so fun. Mm -hmm. In fact, um, I coach Liz's husband turned 50 this year. So, (laughs) I mean, right away, I'm like, Chris, you just turned 50. And I'm 50. I mean, let's do this. And so we put together this fun team and we just had a great time. It helped that I raced really well that weekend, but it also was just more fun to be with everybody. Mm-hmm. That's cool.
0: That's cool. Which which race uh, was the most, like, does one stick out from the multi-sports festival?
5: Yeah, probably the sprint so we have two bikes, we have a road bike, right? If you're not drafting Mm -hmm. and a road bike, if you're drafting and then a TT bike, if you're not drafting. So we had, had two bikes there. So the one that I liked was the sprint that was draft legal, came out of the water fine and then got into a pack of girls and you, the rules in triathlon for age group racing for drafting is you can draft off people of the same gender, but not of a different gender.
2: Oh, I didn't know because
5: that, okay. that saves all of us jumping in with these fast men and trying to go much faster than we really physically could be able to. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So some women came by, but they were, it was a much younger group of women. And I was like, Oh yes, I am on. So I jumped on the, into that pack. And what happens in draft legal racing is that triathletes really stink at bike handling skills. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I got mixed up in, into the group and I hit wheels with one of my actually competitors and friend and the wheel was wobbling. It was the rear wheel. It was wobbling. And you could hear my friend Sharon going wheel, wheel, wheel. And I'm like, why is she screaming wheel? I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I could tell my bike was off and I had to think really fast and not to hurt myself or anybody in the group. The group was 30 or 40 of us riders, racers. And so, and I'm kind of in the middle. And so I take, I don't know what, what came over me. I took my left leg and, and pushed it back on my skewer and just like pop that, pop the skewer back in and the wheel back in with my foot while we're riding 20 some miles an hour. Oh my it was, gosh. It was amazing. I still, to this day, don't know how I did it. And my husband goes, there's no way. He's like, there's no way you did that. I'm like, I swear I did it because I would have had to stop the race because it was not safe and I would have hurt myself and somebody else and so yeah I went on to to do that race and finish I think it was second and finish second so I was super happy so that's probably the highlight of my year that's a really badass move yeah good job it was kind of badass and one of those things that it's not really my nature it's not like I'm this handy I don't want anybody to think I'm this handy (laughs) mechanic that I knew what to do I didn't know what to do and it was just adrenaline and just staying really calm in the, in the situation. So, yeah.
0: I mean, it's kind of like lifting a car, you know, like, yeah. you know, that, <laughs> right? it's the triathlon version of that. You're like, okay, I'm, you know, like where like life slows down and you're stronger or more clear headed than you think you are, you know, It
5: it is really funny because things do kind of go, go in slow motion because you, it's like a split second slow motion. So that was probably the most fun and, and I'm glad that it ended well because it could have ended obviously yeah. really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: so um, Jen, as just hearing that story shows us how you lead by example with kind of fearlessness and just going for it. Can you share an example of how you were able to coach someone through a challenge or their own big challenge or something that sticks out with maybe one one of your athletes that you coach individually or through AMR?
5: Oh, yeah. There's always amazing highlights. One of the highlights I had is I had an athlete that had traumatic brain surgery, a few years ago. And it's been a really slow road coming back, just coming back to be honest with you, just to be back to normal life was the first priority and being an an active member of her work and her community and her family. Um, And then I coached her before the brain surgery. And it was one of those things where I was like, to the athlete, something's very wrong, but I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it started kind of the journey of trying to figure out what's wrong with her. And fast forward to actually just this weekend, she did a race down in Florida called Clash Endurance, which was the Half Ironman USAT National Long Course Championships. So they had a mix of like the Aquabike, the Aquathon, and uh, Triathlon. And, um, you know, I'm here for all the the different stories of why people can't, you know, if people don't want to swim, then great. If people can't bike, great. If the people can't run, great. But trying to find a slot for these athletes to kind of shine. Mm -hmm. And she was really upset. And I think this is going to be relatable to a lot of people listening. She's really upset because she just couldn't run. There was reasons from the physician standpoint that she can't run. And the physician that was dealing with her recovery for the brain surgery said, can we find something where you're not running? And, And she was so upset about it and took a long time to process the whole thing. And and we came to the conclusion of okay, well, let's go to the national championships. Dimity, this sounds familiar <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, you know, let's go to the national championships and let's do let's do long course, you know, aquabike. And um, and she did it. And she had a PR from from previous times. And so it was just a really good story of, you know, we all go through crap. It doesn't need to be as dramatic as brain surgery, but we all have stuff we're kind of dealing with and and just kind of staying in line and, and never, ever really giving up. There's always something out there that will kind of spark your fire. Yeah, yeah. And when adjusting your
0: expectations, I mean, I was just talking before you came on, Jen, about Mount Lemon. And, like, you know, mm. like at the time, I mean, I had a – it wasn't a great day. Like, I, it was really hard. It was really hard coming up – going up. It was really hard going down. Really hard. Seeing you was probably the highlight and yet I look back and I have really good memories of it, right? Like, I'm really glad I did it, even though I didn't get the cookie at the top, you know? And I think sometimes, I I think we think it has to be this like crisp, like finish line, arms overhead, look what I did. And in fact, the journey is so much more foggy and, um, you know, complicated than that. And I'm confident, obviously, your athlete's going to look back and be like, yeah, look at that, man. I did really well. I had PRs
5: I, and I did the best I could, you know, with what I have now, you know? Absolutely. It is such a, a really good way to look at it. And I think it kind of goes back to this, you know, in this sport of of running and, and triathlon and ultra running and all this other stuff, we just have such type A hot, hard driving athletes and people that just kind of strive for that constant perfectionism. And it's just, it's just so important to reiterate every single time we all talk is how that just, that's not realistic. It just yeah. can't ever, ever be perfect. And so I think that was kind of her, this athlete's struggle was that she, she's an accountant,
2: you know, I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. she's got
5: the the standard accountant type A, high achieving. And I was like, we just have to lower, it's okay to lower, lower the game ball here. You know, Mm -hmm. let's go back to the, back to the roots of kind of what makes you happy and fills kind of your cup kind of a thing. Mm -hmm.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
5: Well, so speaking of filling your cup, Jen, do you have
0: any plans for yourself in 2024 race wise or, or otherwise um, adventures or anything
5: that, that you have planned yet? I always love adventures. I'm always gone, which is the, which is the one, the one, good thing about empty nesting. Yeah. yeah so uh, the family and I are going to England from right after Christmas through like, you know, early mid January. So that's kind of a trip of a lifetime for us because This was the kid's high school graduation and COVID and all this other stuff. So there's a hundred thousand reasons why none of this should be able to work out. But I finally put my foot down and said, we're going and everybody's going to, we're going to have a good time and we're going. For us family fun in England. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're going to be, let me, let me keep this straight. They're going to be 22 in January. I just felt like this was my last opportunity before people start getting married and stuff. Oh, so I put my foot down and we're doing that. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then, you know, I've got camps in Tucson coach Liz and I are doing swimcation again next fall. We, and then, and then I'm racing and I'm sticking to short course cause I like the, I like the intensity and the competition of short course racing. Fine. So that's what I'm doing. Going to Spain for world for the world championships in next October for short course racing. So that's fun. That's awesome. Wow. Wow, An international year for you, Jen. I'm excited for you. Yeah. You know what? I am one of those people. I think this is what this is. This is the greatest thing about aging. So there's some really crappy things that we can talk about, about aging in another podcast. But on this podcast, one of the greatest things about it is you you just strike while the iron's hot, go and do stuff, have fun, you know, and not to be cliche, but just get it done. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to look back and be like. I didn't do this because of this X, Y, and Z reason. So, yeah. So I'm going big, which is kind of my theme in life. It seems like it.
1: Yes. Well, good (laughs) luck with all of your endeavors. We'll be following you for sure and seeing you achieve even more next year.
5: Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciated talking to you guys and hope you guys have a great holiday season as well. Thank you. Thanks, Jen.
3: My name is Emmy, and I'm calling from St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, My athletic highlight for the year is I participated in something called the Longest-ish Day Marathon. Myself and a small group of runners ran the weekend around the longest day of the year, from sun up to sun down one day. Uh, the furthest I'd ever gone, made it uh, about 55 miles, um, and in the process, raised the most money that I've ever raised in a year for um, World Vision, which is uh, a group that I run with and raise money for um, clean water projects uh, across the majority world. And um, it was awesome. So that's my athletic highlight for 2023. Thank you. Stay tuned and
0: we'll be back with more highlights right after these messages.
1: Our next guest is Liz Waterstrat, who, along with Jennifer Harrison, coaches AMR's Heart and Soul and Triathlon programs. She's also a regular co-host on another Mother Runner podcast with Sarah Bowen Shea, and she lives in Naperville, Illinois, with her three kids and her husband. So welcome, Liz.
7: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Excited to talk to you. So
0: so Liz, um, what, what are some things that stand out to you personally as an athlete this year before we talk about the athletes you coach?
7: Sure. So this year I really feel like I made it up as I went. I did not have any, <laughs> I know I did not, which is which, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is this is not normal for me. Usually I have a plan and you have your target races. And this year I just kind of, you know, started off the year, not really feeling it, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. And I just kind of let myself gave myself permission and space to just figure it out as I went. And so, you know, once I got into April, I started to feel the itch to do something more structured and purposeful. Uh, And then I just kind of took it from there. So I really just gave myself space to not have a finish line that I was chasing and not have a big goal and just to focus on doing it for just the joy and and the fact that I could be out there doing it. Yeah, sure. Sure.
1: Well, you definitely did it. And, you know, it's always so impressive to as, as a follower of yours in life and Instagram, how you can strike a balance between focusing on your own training and those of who you coach. So, like, tell us a little bit about how you do that, how you manage to continue to compete at somewhat of a high level and still coach as much as you do. Well,
7: coaching has always been my job. It's my profession. It's my full-time career. So the two really don't overlap in my mind. When I show up at a race, I am athlete Liz. I am not coach Liz, uh, which is one of the reasons why I tend to not go to a lot of races where my athletes are at, just to you know give myself self the space, just to be who I am as an athlete. And when it's time to be a coach, be who I am as a coach. Um, so that way, I also have all of the mental and emotional energy I can give to athletes as a coach without worrying about it, getting, you know, mixed up with my athlete feelings because it's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's a little, I just, I put some space there between those two, two roles. Yeah. That's, that's smart. You know, and like most people, when you go, go to a race, you're busy with all the previous activities. So if I do have races where I'm overlapping with athletes, which, which of course happens, I mean, there's only so many races out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to make sure that all the Coach Liz pieces are buttoned up before I go away and everyone's all set. Uh, and, you know, and everyone also is so involved in their own pre race activities that yeah. there's not a lot of room. And I also feel like, you know, if you've, if you've really coached people to your best ability, by the time they get to race day, there shouldn't be so much of a need to lean to lean on you. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of the work has been done and they should feel prepared and confident to get out there and do what you've helped them train to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: For
0: sure, for sure. So do you have a couple of favorite moments as a coach? Any athletes that stick out either um, individually or from the AMR world?
7: Well, I think everybody is a rock star. Um, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I do too. I mean, I'll be honest with you. and And I feel like one of my superpowers as a coach is having the belief that everybody can be an amazing athlete, you know, whether you're out there, like I just had a woman this past weekend, she returned to 5k racing after years of, of being off and having medical struggles. And she ran a 42 minute 5k and I was as thrilled for her as she was in crossing that finish line. And then you have athletes who go and win races and, and they're winning their age group or they're winning overall. And those are great too, but it, you know, when you are behind the scenes with someone and you see all the sacrifice they make and all the challenges they overcome, it doesn't matter what the accomplishment is or how fast or or not as fast they are. Um, It's just incredible to see people put it all together. Yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah. It's not just about, I mentioned this last time, last podcast, it's not about the winning. It's about the experience. And then you, you set your own standards and you're going after your own goals and to have someone like you there to help them get to that it's so special. Um you're definitely a wonderful coach. But going back to your own personal athletic achievements, what are you thinking about for 2024? Is it going to be still like flying by the seat of your pants? Do you have a finish line in mind? What are you thinking for yourself? I haven't really wrapped
7: my head around it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't had that off-season time to sort of noodle around in my head and think, okay, what do I want to achieve in 2024? You know, I'll be on the old end of my age group, which <laughs> is not a big deal, but, um, you know, something to consider too. Uh, and I don't know, I feel like I've already checked a lot of boxes in my athletic career. So it tends to be a little bit harder for me to to pick a goal that I really want to commit to and chase after, you know, in my mind, the the juice really has to be worth the squeeze, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I can't say, you know, I, I know coach Jen, she has her her schedule all set out. And and that is just not me at this moment in life. And I've learned to just be okay with that. You know, I think yeah. that there's a lot of pressure out there in social media. Everyone's got their races. They've already signed up for them. They've taken advantage of all the discounts and it kind of leaves us less clear people, a little bit feeling like we're behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried to let go of that and just say, you know, when something that I really want to go after is worth it, It'll stand out to me or it'll be a thought I can't shake off or it'll, it'll draw me to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I think it's okay to just kind of, you know, like I said earlier, just give yourself permission to kind of go through that process versus, versus, um, signing up for something because all of your friends are doing it or because you think it's the thing you should do or because it's the next national championship and you have to race at it. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But I will say, Liz, you keep yourself kind of game ready, right? It's not like when you say, oh, I was was just going to like kind of see what happens. It's not like you like just like turned your car off and was like, okay, I'm not going (laughs) to go swim or bike or anything, right?
7: No, absolutely not. I'm not wishy-washy and I'm not just going to sit on the couch for the next six weeks and, you know, eat my kid's Halloween candy that (laughs) is still hidden from them. Um, (laughs) No, I, I do. I always stay fit because I enjoy the process of getting and being fit. and You know, really at this point in my life, it's an identity. I get Mm -hmm. up every day and I do something. Mm -hmm. That's part of who I am. And if I got up every day, like this week, I'm supposed to do nothing. Oh, that's really uncomfortable for me. You know, just to have to sit here and not be able to get that little boost or fix from going for a swim or going out for a run. But I understand it's part of the bigger picture and your body needs rest. So yes, I, I try not to wander too far away from fitness. Especially as I get older. Mm-hmm. Don't want to let go of it as much because it's so much harder to get it back.
0: All righty. Well, that's that's a good PSA for all of us, Liz. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. And and um, thank you for being such an important part of the AMR community. I know people love hearing you on the podcast and being coached by you and all the things and with your co-coach, Jen. So thanks for everything, Liz. And we'll, we're looking forward to seeing you know, where you pop up in, in 2024.
1: <laughs> thank you. It was so nice talking with you guys. Nice to chat with you too.
3: Hi, this is Sandy from Malala, Oregon. And I was just calling to share what adventure I did in 2023 for running. And, oh, it was by far, hands down, an amazing race my husband and I shared together. We found it years ago, and we were going to do it in 2019. And then, of course, well, 2020, we all know it happened. So that was canceled. So we did it this year. And the race is three trail races of half-marathon distance. In the most beautiful place I could ever be in the National Park areas in Utah. So Trail Fest, three half marathons in three days. We were at Bryce, Zion, and Horseshoe Bend and oh my goodness it was challenging. I mean there were tears and joys and laughter and it's just all the good things And we had beautiful pictures and just an amazing experience that my husband and i got to share so highly recommend running where it's a beautiful place that just makes you smile and this by far one of the most beautiful places i've ever ran a race yeah that was my adventure love your podcast and can't wait to hear all the other mother runner adventures Hi, this is Becca Atkinson calling from Easley, South Carolina. And my big athletic win this year in 2023 was the Blue Ridge Ultra uh, 30K trail run. Um, I had a really busy fall calendar of races and activities and events and fun. But that was the big thing that I was training for all summer. And it was the longest trail run I had done. It was awesome when I finished. I thought that was one and done, but I'm a couple weeks out of that and I'm actually missing the trails and I think I'll be finding another one for 2024. Thanks to the AMR crew to get me to do this cool thing and explore a new mini Happy Miles route. Thanks all! Our next
0: guest is Jess Hoffheimer, who coaches AMR's traditional programs with Amy Skowrich. She lives in Cary, North Carolina with her three kids and husband. And do you have one dog, Jess, or two? Two. Two. Two very cute dogs. (laughs) Yes. So welcome, Jess.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So Jess, it's been a year of ups and downs for you personally with some health and injury hiccups along the way. So just in a few sentences, can you share what your year entailed health-wise? Sure. Well, health-wise, I had
6: uh, surgery. I had a full abdominoplasty to fix diastasis recti in May. Uh, which was planned um, for a long time. And then in June, I fell on a run and tore some ligaments in my wrist and had to have a pretty major surgery on my left
1: arm to repair that, Mm, (laughs) which I did. Back to back (laughs) surgeries. That is no fun. (laughs) Um, I know you're still kind of recovering from everything, but is there something that you've like learned and and grown from these setbacks at all? Can you, you have any perspective yet on that?
6: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been so interesting. It, It does sound like pretty like, whoa, that sounds like horrendous at the same time. Like I'm already in a position where I'm like, wow, I, I did that like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm still here. I'm <laughs> enjoying my life and, and running. Mm-hmm. So running feels great actually, which is a big blessing. But you know, I, I guess as I've gone through these like physical obstacles and setbacks, um, some planned, some unexpected, I've only grown like more connected to this community and have really realized what a gift it is to be able to move your body and how important it is to prioritize like longevity and health along the way.
0: Yeah. So do you feel different running now that you have, I mean, is your, is your recti, is it cured or what yeah. What do you call it? Is it yeah. sewn <laughs> yeah. up? Like yeah. how do you,
6: yeah. I mean, I had a five inch separation at the like the widest part of my separation was five inches. So, that's um, that's significant. significant. Oh my gosh. Uh, and that was like below my belly button. And I, you know, I have, I have three kids and I've had this separation for a long time. You know, I got to a point, um, both like through Pilates and pelvic floor PT and other strength work and whatnot. I could not correct that myself. And so I decided to have this surgery after lots of thinking it over and due diligence. And to tell you the truth, like I am amazed by the way it feels to actually be able to connect those low, deep abdominal muscles. I could not do that. That was pretty instantaneous. Like once I would say about like six weeks post-op was like Mm -hmm. um, immediately I could feel like myself activate and use muscles that I, I just had no ability to use for so long yeah, that I forgot yeah. what that felt like, <laughs> you know? Nice.
1: Were you having an injuries related to that or like weaknesses related to it? Yeah, my surgeon was like, he couldn't believe that
6: I was able to do everything that I had been able to do with my running, um, given like what the level of separation that I had in my abdominals. I think because I did so much, um, you know, physical therapy and dedicated Pilates and core work and you know that I was able to avoid some pretty significant injury patterns in my body but no I didn't have any injury related to it it was a major surgery definitely Mm -hmm. like in mid-April I ran the Boston Marathon and I had the surgery three weeks later so I went from like being in like tip-top marathon shape it was my second fastest Boston and faster than I'd run it since Um, you know, since 2014. Mm -hmm, And -hmm. then I couldn't even stand up straight, (laughs) or walk myself to the bathroom or take a shower alone, you know? Mm, Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: I know. But now um, you're strong. Now you're
6: back running. So and running really does feel different. Mm -hmm. I have because I'm able to like use my core in a different way. And so much more aware of how I hold myself. So it's been a, a long time. But I'm really grateful that I went through that. I'm still working on like getting my fitness to be like in shape, to be able to run a marathon again, but your gratitude for being able to move everything. You're just reminded what a gift that is when you can't mm-hmm. do that.
0: Well, what about from the coaching perspective, Jess, what, what stands out to you as a highlight? Either, again, we've mm-hmm. asked every coach this either with the individual athletes yeah. you coach through your business pace of me or through the AMR community.
6: Gosh, I mean... The Better Together program was so awesome. Doing that for it all to like culminate at Indy was really special. Yeah, we work with this group of women every week, and we hadn't ever met people in person really. Occasionally, we might get to like at a race or you know even locally, but to to meet everyone in that like more intimate setting race weekend was definitely a highlight of twenty twenty three. That was awesome. And to be honest, like I haven't run a race since April. So this year I poured so much more of my energy into the coaching aspect of my life. So to stay connected to the community and that really helped me on a a personal level, but also professionally, like we did this fun thing here in our community this summer, we called it summer Saturdays. And we just, along with a few other businesses in our community. we set up aid station on the trail every Saturday. We had local PTs out there doing manual therapies and dry needling. We brought noon hydration. we had chocolate milk, we had cold wet towels and oh. music at the hit trailhead and every Saturday we did this even when I couldn't run. I was out there. So we really we had so much fun doing that. And then in the fall I went to Indy, I went to Chicago. I went to Richmond. <laughs> I was at the finish lines of all three of those races, able to hug and celebrate, not just my athletes, which was truly awesome, but everyone. Like, we stayed in Indy and Richmond. I was there until the very last people crossed the finish lines of the day, and I'm telling you, it it changed my life. Like, it really opened my heart and mind to just the the whole spectrum of what this is all about. And then in the last weekend, this weekend that we just had on Saturday, we had our local half marathon here in Raleigh and I volunteered at uh, aid station and was handing out water and electrolyte drink. And then I, ha- and I had lots of athletes and friends in the community running. And then I bopped over to the finish line and was there for that. And I mean, I had one of my athletes running her first race postpartum. Oh. She crushed it. She ran uh 126.
5: Wow. Uh Holy PR cow, wow. in the
6: half. It was so awesome. She's very talented. And I had coached her prior to she and her husband, like when she first hired me as her coach, she was like, you know, just want you to know, I really wanna set this big goal to break three hours in the marathon but my husband and I also want to start a family and that, you know, I don't want to do that if I get pregnant. Well, she did get pregnant. And so I coached her through till it was time to stop. So she didn't run a marathon. And then she contacted me again. Uh, Her baby was born in May and I started working with her again in July. And this was her first race. So I, I got to like be there for her to do that. And then I had several athletes, you know, running the race. And then my Athlete on the other end was wanting to break three hours in the half marathon. So I was there for her. And it was like just to see, you know, you realize it's really not about the time, you know, like, oh, that's so mm, impressive. Yeah. Someone can run 126. That's really badass and really fast. And it's really badass and really awesome for someone to break three hours in the half marathon. I will tell you, like, one of them does not work harder than the other. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so just having that perspective of like, you know, we all belong here if this is something we want to do to move our bodies. And as a coach, I just feel like it's my job to serve that like in someone to help them achieve something that feels like a big deal to them.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh my gosh i just got the chills that was that was beautiful (laughs) jess i mean that was really cool i it's you because you put into words what i mean it is it's never about the time and it's it's hard not to be like oh i'm really impressed by the 126 because i am but the reality is is she's obviously probably a very you know has some inherent writing talent in her to begin Mm -hmm. with of course you brought it out and of course she has the will to do that but you know what like again like the other half marathon or the woman Mm -hmm. who wanted to break three like she's you know, she did not. I love that she didn't work at Neither athlete no. harder than the
6: other. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all we're all so different, and we're all so much not different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably a more <laughs> eloquent way of saying that. But this year, like I have, you know, been able to run, not able to run, whatever. I'm, like the coaching has, like literally, buoyed me through all of it. So I just feel a lot
1: of gratitude hmm That's great. You're such, it's such a like lovely sentiment to have. And, and just to end things here, Jess, now that you're back running and you might've been inspired by your awesome clients, do you have plans for 2024? Do you see yourself rejoining the masses and, and getting on a starting line soon?
6: Yeah. I, um, my first race back will be at the end of February. There's a race in Greenville, South Carolina called the Swamp Rabbit half marathon and it's been on my bucket list for forever. So I signed up for that back in May when I was recovering from my first surgery. Um, so I'm really excited to do that. And then I will be running Boston in April and I actually signed up for Chicago for 2024. So I'm pretty excited because I have been at that race every year since 2018 coaching and except for the pandemic, obviously, but I haven't run it since 2015. So I'm really excited to go back and like, I'll be 48 and run that race like for the third time, but probably the first time where I feel like I actually know what I'm doing. (laughs) So I'm excited to to run that um, and get a course PR.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're excited to follow you through everything and do a version of Better Together in 2024 as well we'll, that will spill the details Mm -hmm. on that.
6: Soon, so thanks, Jess, and have a great holiday season. Thank you, you too. I'm so grateful for both of you and this whole this whole community. It's really a blessing.
2: Thanks, Thank Jess. You. Bye. Hi, this is Dina. I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida, and I just wanted to call and say that my athletic achievement of 2023 was from early 2023 in January when I got a new personal best uh, during my half marathon. I've been running for like eight years and sometimes I wonder if I'm getting any better at all each year. So it, um, it was really exciting for me to, to, to know that despite all these years and ups and downs, I can still pull out a PR from time to time. So have a good one.
0: Next up, we have Mandy Cherry, who is our one of our 5K coaches in the Train Like a Mother Club. Mandy lives in Dayton, Ohio, with two kids and classrooms full of four-year-old preschoolers. Mandy, hats off to you for the energy that you must give during every day teaching preschool.
8: Yes, it is, especially this time of year.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The holidays, are they just like off the walls excited?
8: Yes. Every day I hear about what 36 elves do, so.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the elves on the shelves yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, yes yeah. Ah, very good and do you have to are you in charge of making like ornaments or something like that for the kids to take home as, as presents for their parents or their yes vegans?
8: yes I am covered in glitter right now because we're using fake snow so so oh,
0: you know what though you're making memories like <laughs> literally for like three decades to come it'll be like pulling it out and being like oh wasn't I so cute when I was four mm-hmm. yeah We have them, we have them. Well, good. Well, so tell us about your year athletically. Did, Did you race? What did it kind of look like? I don't even know off the top of my head. So tell us about it.
8: Yeah, I was going to do Indy. Um, uh-huh. I think you guys did a thing there. And that just yes. didn't happen for me. I don't remember if I had an injury or what. And I was like, this isn't happening. Yeah. So my last big race was I did a Ragnar. I've gotten really into the trail Ragnars, if you've ever done oh, or fun. know about those. Yeah, yeah. So we did Ohio. I did that in the first weekend in June, which also happened to be like unseasonably warm. It was like 90 degrees. and Oh, geez. Um, like pushing 100 and then we started getting the Canada fires that weekend as well. So um, it was oh. a rough one. They're going to do it again this year and I think I'm going to do it again. But that was my biggest race over the summer was... Yeah. Um, Was Ragnar. So,
0: and who was on your team? Did you like, was it friends or?
8: I've recruited a few friends as we typically do who've been into running and hiking and was like, you know, let's do this thing. And then there's a group of us who've been doing it um, since they came back from COVID. And so we actually had three teams from my local mom's run this town around here. So it was a huge group of us. Yeah.
0: That's good. And is the vibe, I mean, so I've never done a trail Ragnar, I've only done a couple road ones. And they, I mean, it's, you're kind of on the whole time. I mean, even when you're, well, you can sleep in the van, but I mean, you know, it's, it's navigating and it's running. So I imagine with trails, it's, is it a little bit more relaxed vibe just because you take out the navigating, at least yes, you're navigating at roads, right, navigating yeah. trails.
8: <laughs> yeah. But they're so well marked just like any Ragnar. So the trails aren't hard, Um, but yeah, you're camping the whole time. Um, so there is some downtime and, um, you know, trying to sleep when you can and navigating the nights hard. Cause who are you in a tent with? But Ohio was really nice. Um, that was my third one and it was along a lake. So oh, cool. luckily with it being unseasonably warm, we could hop in the water when we were done running and a lot of them don't have that. So that was really cool too. Oh, so. good, good.
0: Smoky yeah. and hot sounds sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Better luck next year, this year, huh? Yeah, or yeah. this coming year, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, well, cool. Well, and so, you are also a coach. I know that you are very invested in coaching beginner runners or people who are not necessarily, you know, people who are like, oh yeah, I'm ready to take on a marathon, right?
8: Yes, yes. I coach locally here, actually through our parks department, a group of beginner runners. And it's um, similar to our walk plan, but builds up to running a 5K. Okay. Well, running for 30 minutes, I should say. So maybe a 5K for some people, but not for very many beginners. And it was very successful. I do it in the spring, I find right before the weather starts to turn, because then people have all summer to run. And we're outside and we're on a path and people are kind of thinking about getting out and moving then. And so... A lot of people are ready to take that jump and it comes out in February. The book does usually when people are, you know, tapping out of their new year's resolutions and ready for the next thing. So (laughs) I I had my biggest group this year. I think I had like 15 at one time we meet twice a week and then they do the third run on their own. And it was awesome. It was just such a good group. And some of them were like mother daughters and friends and a lot of them keep in touch and run together now, which I think is the ultimate goal, right? To build yeah, that yeah, yeah, to have the, a best running friend for sure, yes, for sure. Yes. Is
0: it? I mean, I I would imagine it's kind of like you know, a, a quite a bit of pride to like see them kind of launch off into their Because do you run a five k at the end of it?
8: We did this year. We did one of the local ones because it just kind of falls that you know, um, that, those first nice weekends in May when races are coming. I actually, yeah. had a girl who did part of the flying pig. So she ran, walked it, but she did the marathon or the relay and she did a chunk of that. So that was really exciting to get to cheer her on and encourage her, you know, kind of blew everyone's mind, but it is, it is encouraging too, just because a lot of them find like, Hey, I never thought I could do this. Or I'm finding, I'm seeing a lot of women who used to run back in the day and now their kids are raised or they're in high school and they have time for themselves yes. again. And so yes. they're coming back to it and reminding them that of how strong they still are is really cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so. very cool. That's very cool. Well, is there anything that you um in your own running that you wanna work on this year? And maybe not even running, maybe it's strength training or I don't know more yoga or Pilates or anything like that. You're like, oh, I, I'd like to like throw that in, realizing that you are also a mom of younger kids and, <laughs> and the preschool thing. Like, and we know energy is not fine; uh, it's not
8: infinite. No, I'm trying to figure out how CrossFit fits in with running, which really? sounds okay. crazy, but it does help with the strength for yeah. sure. The place I'm at does a lot of strength in the beginning before they do the, like, what people think of as the crazy workout of the day where we're doing yeah. crazy things. But it's such a community, like, running where people are, like, encouraging each other and everyone's at their own pace and no one's competitive with one another. That mm-hmm. I love it. So I'm going to be adding that in through the winter and trying to figure out how that can fit as my mileage yeah. grows. Because um, yeah. I am doing Zion Ragnar in oh. um may so i have to keep my but so that's part of where the strength is coming in like i have to find something to get up you know the mountain yeah so <laughs> well that was my next question is what you're doing so you're oh so zion that's going to be so
0: spectacular i mean yes you, a part
8: of the country it is a bucket that's list great. one of the girls who i drugged to ragnar um with me two times ago said, Hey, we're putting a team together. It's a once in a lifetime. So uh, it's going to be totally different. It won't be all the camping. Cause obviously I'm flying, like you said, from Ohio to yeah. Utah. So the logistics are a little more cushy. <laughs> than most I, oh, are, you, are you renting that? What do they have? Like little, uh, they do, they have know. little cabins. So we're going to do cabins. one of the cabins. Yeah. Because okay. just trying to get all our gear there. So it's too much. Yeah. It's no, too much. You, you, yeah that's a workout in and of itself. So yeah, Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, tell me
0: just a tiny bit more about CrossFit. So how long have you been doing that?
8: I started like two months ago. So it's very, very new. But I've had a friend who's tried to drag me forever. I really like it. It's very different than anything I've done before. Sometimes we do things and I'm like, this is dumb why would I want to go (laughs) upside down right now I don't and the coaches laugh at me because they're like okay I see why you say that but I keep going back and I keep trying it so I think it's a little like when you first start running and you're like can I run that fast can I run that far and you're not sure sure if you can and then you do it and you feel really good it's like that in CrossFit every day so I love it. I love it. Yeah.
0: Well, good luck with it all. It's fun to catch up with you. And um yeah, we'll have fun in Zion. Have fun coaching your spring group. And yeah, maybe we'll we'll see you uh E-R- E-R-L. IRL. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, somewhere wanna... this year. Yeah. 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 That'd be great. Thanks, Mandy. Thanks.
2: Hi, this is Liz from Gross Point Park, Michigan. And I ran my first half marathon
3: in 2023, the Sleeping Bears Heritage Trail in Empire, Michigan, and used the Heart and Soul Training Level 1. I haven't run a race longer than a 10K in a few years because I seem to get injured. I was able to do the entire 20 week training with no injuries, and I'm already thinking about a half marathon race for next year. So that's my accomplishment for 2023. Hi, I'm Allison and I'm calling from Commerce, Michigan. For me, 2023, my big win was that I don't have to always have a big win. I don't need to have like the carrot at the end of the stick to just continue to move. And sometimes that has to be enough. And for me this year, being able to fit in movement and still be proud
2: of all the other things that I'm doing was more than enough.
0: Okay, if you stayed with us this long, first of all, thank you. That was epic podcast, and I hope that you found some um, reflections on your own year, as well as some ideas to look forward to in 2024. Second of all, I wanted to let you know that Many Happy Miles, our signature annual program, is now open for registration for new members. You can find that link in the show notes. This year is our sixth year of doing Many Happy Miles, and we have added some really fun things, including In-person events and accountability buddies, we want more in real life things. We love the virtual community, but we know that doing things with each other is very fun. And then, of course, we are keeping our inclusive cardio sessions. So you get 12 months of fresh workouts, strength, cardio, yoga, mobility, all those things to keep you happy and healthy and moving forward. And the inclusive cardio workouts means that you, you can um, be a runner, you can be a run walker, you can be a walker, or you can do cross training on your bike, in the pool, on the elliptical, whatever. Um, there's a workout for you. So check out that link in our show notes and many happy miles to us all in 2024. Our podcast today was produced by Barry Medore of Fire on the Bluff in good old St. Paul, Minnesota.